1: Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening this wonderful Wednesday morning that you are having a great week so far. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And this week has was always looked at as potentially being a busy week when it came to the Braves and Major League Baseball. Not necessarily because of action taking place in terms of trades or free agent signings, but just due to January naturally being a busy month, plus some other expected news happenings that have occurred. This was always going to be an opportunity for, you know, there to be things to be talked about, for there to be things to read about and, you know, look forward to as we lead up to Pitchers and catchers reporting here in just a few weeks for the 2023 season. But in terms of the Braves, it's been a week of expected news, but also unexpected news. And we'll hit on all those points in this edition of the Daily Hammer. For one, yesterday was the announcement of the 2023 Baseball Hall of Fame class. And it ended as many likely could have predicted. Joining Fred McGriff, who earlier in the offseason had been elected unanimously by the contemporary, um, you know, era Hall of Fame voting, basically a, a veterans uh, a voting committee for, uh, that was considering players who had gone through their 10 years of the normal Hall of Fame voting process and just did not get voted in. Fred McGriff, a former Brave, had been voted in uh, to the Hall of Fame. And, and in the 2023 class that was announced yesterday, there were many other players who had had ties to the Braves previously, whether it was you know Andrew Jones playing for the Braves for the majority of his career, or Gary Sheffield playing for the Braves for a few seasons, Billy Wagner ending his career with the Braves. But several players had, that had connections with the Braves were among those who potentially had the best chance to get into the Hall of Fame. But at the end of the day, the player that did, the player, the one player that will be joining Fred McGriff in the 2023 Hall of Fame class, is the player that many could have predicted had the best chance all along, and that's third baseman Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland, who you know basically uh, spent much of his career with the Phillies and then the Cardinals. Probably you know his his best years with the Cardinals. Uh, just a, a consistently productive presence in the field and at the plate you know I know a lot of people you know always say that when they think of a ball player Scott Rowland's one of the first you know players that they think of he definitely does has deserved for years now to get the call to the hall and that's exactly what occurred as he received 76.3 percent of the vote and he'll be joining Fred McGriff in the 2023 Hall of Fame class now potentially more relevant you know, to Braves fans, is where do some of these notable names that have been connected to the Braves in the past, where do they stand? Well, Scott Rowland got voted in. He had 76.3% of the vote. Former Rockies first baseman Todd Helton came up just shy, receiving 72.2% of the vote, which would kind of put him in, you know, the same position for next year that Rowland is for this year. You would think that, you know, Todd Helton, would be someone who would really have a chance next year to get the call to the hall in the 2024 class. Billy Wagner was at 68.1%, Andrew was at 58.1%, and Gary Sheffield was at 55%. So when it comes to Billy Wagner and Andrew Jones, Billy Wagner really could have a shot next year as well. He's got two years of eligibility left. And with Helton being at 72.1%, Billy Wagner being at 68.1%, and how the voting, how the, how the, uh, the net gain for both of those players has jumped over the past few seasons, there's a very good shot that both of those players could be in next year's Hall of Fame class, which leads us to Andrew Jones. In the voting for the 2022 class, Andrew Jones was at 41.1% of the vote. He had a 17% bump. 17%, 41.4%, yeah. A 17% bump in the necessary voting. He needs 75%. He's 17% closer than he was last year. And if Todd Helton and Billy Wagner were to be in line to potentially make it next year, that re- that means that, you know, if Andrew can keep progressing by seeing his vote continue to go up each year, we could be looking at him potentially getting the call in 2025. So yes, it may initially seem disappointing. I think that it's clear among many that Helton and Wagner and Andrew Jones and Gary Sheffield, all of these players should be Hall of Famers, and perhaps all of them will eventually make the Hall of Fame. But with this process, unfortunately, it's a slow burn. It takes years to be able to get the necessary 75%, but it is very, very encouraging. I do think that even though it may be of a disappointment that Wagner and Jones didn't make the Hall of Fame this year, I also think that it definitely is a positive that we've seen as big of a jump as we have in their perspective opportunities to eventually make the Hall of Fame in years to come. So congratulations to Fred McGriff, congratulations to Scott Rowland, and hopefully in time we'll start to see a few more of these names that are connected to the Braves make the Hall of Fame as well. But that was part of the expected news that we were looking forward to this week. However, on Monday, there was some significant news as well that didn't necessarily have anything to do with the roster or, or what happens on the field, but how what happens on the field is presented to Braves country. And of course, I'm speaking of the announcement that Chip Carey, the longtime voice of the Braves TV play by play announcer since 2005, Chip Carey, the grandson of of Harry Carey, and, of course, legendary Braves broadcaster Skip Carey, Chip Carey will actually now take on the play-by-play duties for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, him going to the Cardinals should not necessarily be that big of a surprise. Again, being the grandson of Harry Carey, being the son of Skip Carey, Chip Carey has plenty of ties to St. Louis, where Harry Carey, you know, was an announcer for many years before he went to the Cubs. So Chip Carey will take on, you know, basically that, you know, lineage of going back to where his grandfather really got his start, really became, you know, notable as a broadcaster with the Cardinals. Chip Carey will be the new play-by-play announcer for St. Louis. And yes, many across Braves country for years have mentioned that there probably could be better options out there. And and I will agree that when it comes to, you know, having watched many, many Braves games for years and years, you know, over the past, you know, nearly two decades with Chip Carey at the helm calling the games, there's been plenty of moments where you, you can clearly see his flaws. You know, he wasn't the best when it came to the presentation of the game. But, by all accounts, Chip Carey was always an upstanding guy. Gentlemen, treated people the right way. And I will say this, many notable moments that have occurred over the past nearly two decades that Chip Carey's been in the booth for the Braves, those moments have been added to. Those moments have been made better because if there was one thing that Chip Carey could do well, he could call a big moment. Uh, I know that one of the more notable ones was Jason Hayward's, you know, first at bat, of his career. You know, welcome to the show. You know, we that's a highlight that many Braves fans will play over and over and over, you know, in terms of seeing Hayward's debut. So that is one area where, where Chip Carey definitely got it right. He did a great job of bringing words to big moments. And so, yes, while it will be great, it will be very interesting to eventually see who could replace Chip Carry? And I know that some fun names that have been out there, you know, I would personally love Boog Shambi coming back, but I know obviously he's with the Cubs. You know, former, you know, individuals who have had ties to the Braves, such as Tom Hart, you know, current options like Jim Powell and Ben Ingram. I think the latter three, any of the latter three, could certainly make sense as the eventual replacement for Chip Carey. But while many, you know, may be ready for a bit of a change, and it's probably one of those situations where time ran its course. You know, it was time for a change to be made. But with the flaws that were there with Chip Carey at times, there also were a lot of fun moments. So wishing Chip Carey, nothing but the best, and certainly excited to see who eventually becomes the voice of the Braves. You know, I've seen a few people put it very eloquently. Who becomes the voice that's the soundtrack for our summers. You know, for years to come, it's going to be a lot of fun to see who eventually earns the play-by-play duties for the Braves and gets to call games for one of the most exciting teams in Major League Baseball.
0: What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself.
1: So the other fun development this week is, you know, as time has gone on and we've been introduced to, you know, the wave of, you know, sabermetrics and analytics and, and, you know, projections and things such as that. One of the more exciting times when it comes to late January into the February is the release of Dan Zaborski's, one of the best, you know, projection systems that are out there when it comes to Major League Baseball, the release of the Zips projections for each Major League team for the upcoming season. And the Braves were one of the final teams revealed, and that occurred earlier this week. And there should be no surprise. According to Zips, the Braves remain one of the best teams, if not the best team, in Major League Baseball. And for much of the reasons why we would expect for that to be, the Zips projection system identifies why exactly the Braves are potentially going to be, once again, one of the clearest World Series contenders going into the 2023 season. The reason why is because of how deep their position player group is, but also how deep this Braves bullpen is as well. When it comes to Zips, Many of the projections are right in line with what we would expect to see. For instance, Ronald Acuna Jr. is projected to be worth 4.5 FR this season. Michael Harris, 4.3 FR. We talked about it last year, you know, with the production that we saw from Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna Jr. in August when they were carrying the offense at times, you know, in August. That duo potentially could be one of the best duos of outfielders in the game. But then you look at the fact that, you know, for a few years, you know, even with, you know, Freddie Freeman being replaced by Matt Olson, you could look at the Braves infield as potentially being the best in baseball. Well, now with Dansby Swanson with the Cubs, you would expect maybe, you know, hey, that may not be the case. And while there may be other infields overall that, you know, may project, you know, as being worth higher value, the Braves infield still remains a very strong part of the team. Austin Riley at 5.1 FR as a projection. The combination of Vaughn Grissom and Orlando Arcee, if there's not another upgrade that comes from outside the organization, that combination is projected for 2.2 FR. Ozzy Albee's coming back, 3.3 FR, and Matt Olson at 4.4 FR. So you have, and then of course Sean Murphy and Travis Darno are projected as a combination of being 4.5 FR having a, a having a position value any value around the diamond other than pitcher when you have that position before f war or higher that is a significantly valuable player and one two three four five of the Braves eight positions are projected to be at that 4 FR or higher level. Ozzie Albies easily could bounce back from his injury and be at that level as well. So the Braves, as we expected, it's not just about the fact that they have one or two clear superstars, you know, with Ronald Acuna Jr., Oster Miley, and others. It's the fact that they have one of the deepest, not only lineups, but defenses as well in baseball. And they are clearly above average in at least seven of the nine positions on the field. Now the one clear area where there is likely going to be, actually a couple of clear areas, is going to be DH as well as left field. But the Braves have many different options. They could put it DH. So they likely can improve the overall value of the DH position by playing matchups, putting the talent in, the DH spot for a specific game that matches up best with the opposing pitcher. But of course, in the outfield, with Eddie Rosario as well as Marcelo Zuna and Jordan Luplau, that right now seems to be the clear weak spot for the Braves. But with how valuable they are elsewhere when it comes to their position players, that definitely is and you know encouraging that the left field is clearly the only, you know, real hole that's in the lineup. But with how deep the rest of the lineup is, the Braves are, it makes sense why the Braves are looking to bet on players bouncing back. Jordan LaPlow, Eddie Rosario, others bouncing back from struggles that they've had over the past year or so to them potentially being more valuable than the Zips pre- projection system says that they'll be. But it's not just about, obviously, the, the lineup. You know, Zips also projects Max Freed to be worth worth F-R, Spencer Strider to be 3.6. Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, the Braves having four starters who are above 3 F-R shows that they potentially could once again have one of the deepest rotations in baseball. Again, there may be rotations out there that have more overall value, but the depth of the Braves starting rotation could certainly be a benefit. But a couple of other encouraging Developments. A couple of other encouraging signs from the ZIPS projection system is that Mike Soroka is projected at 1.5 f4, Ian Anderson .9, um, Bryce Elder .7. ZIPS looks at these pitchers that are fighting for that fifth spot as all being potentially positive value. Which again, it may not seem that big of a deal from a fifth starter spot where the Braves are likely going to have a rotating door at times but to know at the very least that whoever fills that spot has the potential to do it in a way that will add positive value it again just goes to show the depth that's at, that's among the Braves options at pitcher but then perhaps the most exciting the most exciting development from this from the zips projection you know for the Braves is just how advantageous and deep the Braves bullpen is combined the Braves bullpen is projected to be at 6 fr And the thing that Zimborski talks about when it comes to the Braves bullpen is the comments made over at Fangraphs. The Braves bullpen at Gwinnett. We're not talking about just the bullpen that is going to be in the majors. But the Braves bullpen at Gwinnett could at the very least be a below-average bullpen unit if it were on a major league team. The exact quote was that the Braves bullpen at Jeanette could project out to be the 20th best bullpen in the majors. The point that I'm getting at is is that that just goes to show once again that the depth that the Braves have when it comes to their arms remains a strength. And I know that the overall minor league system for the Braves right now may not seem that impressive. And especially, you know, when it comes to position players, that's the case. But that's why Alex Anthopoulos and his staff have locked up so many of the Braves' young talents long-term. Because you don't need as much infusion from the Braves' farm system with with how much talent, how much young position player talent the Braves have at the major league level. But as we all know, And especially as we've seen over the past several years with how deep the Braves were in, you know, attractive pitching prospects and how few of them actually developed into something worth of relevance, you never can have too much pitching. And so while other major league staffs may have higher value in terms of the options that they have in the majors, it's clear, especially when it comes to the bullpen, few have as much productive depth as the Braves do. And when it comes to getting through a season, when it comes to keeping your best options fresh for the postseason, that can play a huge part. I know that it didn't really benefit us in twenty in 2022, but it certainly kept us alive to take on the opportunity and make the most of the playoffs in 2021. So much, to, much as we had expected, Zips didn't give us anything of major surprise it confirmed that the Braves clearly are one of the best rosters in baseball. But the one thing that it did point to is that, once again, the Braves are likely going to have the strengths about their roster that we know has shown up as big reasons why the Braves can win in big moments. The bullpen, the ability to hit for power, and the Braves pitching staff consistently putting this team in a position to win. Much more often than not, we're going to see that be the scenario for the Braves, and even with the fact that we've seen Freddie Freeman leave, we've seen Dansby Swanson leave over the past calendar year, it's still amazing to know that the Braves truly are one of the most clear-cut contenders for another World Series title in 2023. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. You, of course, can find... The Daily Hammer, Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, at Battery Power sbn across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at stats sac on Twitter. Can't thank you enough for joining us. Of course, you've got the, the uh, podcast to be named later. Later this week, we'll have another edition of the Daily Hammer and the Battery Power Podcast breaking down further the Zips projections, as well as all the news that occurs this week when it comes to the Braves. All as a part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. Again, my name's Sean Coleman. Hope you're great. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.